Welcome to the Royal Caribbean Blog Podcast, a weekly look into the world of Royal Caribbean cruising. I am your host, Matt Hotchberg, and this is episode number 115. The only feeling that can come close to the pure enjoyment of taking Royal Caribbean cruise is probably booking another Royal Caribbean cruise. Royal Caribbean offers guests a great program known as Next Cruise to book future Royal Caribbean cruises while on board a cruise yourself. In terms of benefits, it's one of the best deals out there for guests, and this week, We're going to go over the details of the next cruise program and explain why you should consider booking another cruise while on board your current cruise. Here we go. If I were to list my top Royal Caribbean tips for someone who's new to Royal Caribbean or someone who's just looking to learn more about taking a Royal Caribbean cruise and some of the insider tips, I really think the next cruise program is going to be on the top of my list or near there at least because next cruise program is something that Royal Caribbean offers where you're essentially getting free money and free benefits just by booking another Royal Caribbean cruise. And this week's episode actually comes to us from a suggestion from one of our listeners. Jose Pena sent me an email and he said, I have a proposal for a podcast. Why don't you have a podcast on Royal Caribbean's next cruise program? What did the program originally have? What changes were made? Are the changes better, worse, and is it worth it? And Jose, I think this is a great idea. Thank you for sending it to me. And of course, if you have a suggestion for a topic, you can always email me, matt, M-A-T-T, at royalcaribbeanblog.com. And Jose, you bring up a great topic in terms of Next Cruise because it's something that, actually, I was surprised I hadn't really covered it in depth in the podcast yet. But basically, let's explain what it is and kind of dive into it. Next Cruise program is something that Royal Caribbean offers to guests that when you're on a Royal Caribbean cruise, you can book an additional Royal Caribbean cruise or additional cruises for, you know, you, you pay you pay the prevailing rates, but you get a special bonus by rebooking on board. This is a program that's probably been around for many, many years, maybe called other things, and other cruise lines do this as well. Basically, it's kind of a way that, well, since you're already on the cruise, you're having a great time, theoretically, and you're really enjoying it, why not try to get the customers to come back and book another one? So the next cruise program allows you to do just that, essentially. And basically, the way it works is it allows you to choose between booking a specific cruise or an open booking. Now, specific cruise is just probably like what it probably sounds like. All right, you, you're going to book, you know, Freedom of the Seas, July seventeenth, twenty sixteen. I'm just making updates. I have no idea if that's really the case. But you're booking a specific sailing. You're booking your specific. They're going to pick your stateroom. It's just like booking it if you were doing it online or via travel agent. But you're doing it on board the ship, and it's locked into that sailing. Alternatively, you do have open bookings. Now, open bookings are more like well. I'm going to put money down. I'm going to get a bonus back, but this can be used for any sailing in the future. It's, think of it as almost like a gift certificate where, you know, if you give someone a gift certificate to their favorite restaurant or hotel or whatever, they can, you know, just use it whenever they feel like it. So there's, you know, obviously there's two different programs and there's pros and cons to both. Let's start with the specific dealings. I think this is the one that really stands out, especially now. Back in the day, they used to be a lot similar. They've differentiated a lot over the last year, two years or so. So they've definitely changed. So let's talk about the specific date one first. So as I mentioned, you book a specific date. You pick a particular sailing. You're going to book your stateroom. They're going to go over the whole thing with you. To do all this, by the way, you just have to go to the loyalty ambassador office or the next cruise office. Different ships have different names for it. Essentially, it's just somewhere where you've got dedicated staff who are there to help you plan and book another cruise. And they can handle both the open bookings as well as specific sailing dates. So you're going to go there. It's advisable to make an appointment. In fact, if you're really smart, you're going to go early in the cruise. What tends to happen is Everyone goes at the end of the cruise because, A, they just thought about it by then. B, they've been putting it off because you've been busy doing other stuff on the ship. And C, they've had such a great time, they want to do it again. So the lines can be very, very busy. There's usually a book that's outside the office, and you can just sign in 
and pick a date. It's just like probably signing up for your kid's parent-teacher conferences, right? You there's a there's a date, there's a time slot. You write your name and your stateroom down, and if you show up, you get front of the line access. Pretty simple stuff. So when you go there with a specific sailing, you're going to go through the whole process: pick the ship, pick the sailing, pick the stateroom. Honestly, they're there to help you, and they're there to make your life easier, so you can go through a bunch of different options. You may not even know what you want to book. That's okay. They're there to help you. They can go through what's currently available, and they can also apply any specific promotions that are going on. So if there's a BOGO deal or a WOW sale or whatever the promotion is, they'll be able to apply it there on the spot. Now, you may say, well, why am I booking this in a, just beyond you know, booking another Royal Caribbean cruise? Well, there are some really big perks to doing so, and essentially... They're going to give you two main benefits of booking on board. Number one is going to be an onboard credit for your stateroom. So each stateroom you book, you're going to get free money, essentially. Now, how much depends on the stateroom category you're booking and how long your cruise is. And then I'll put a link in the show notes to a little matrix that Royal Caribbean has where you can kind of go through all this and see the exact amounts. But essentially, you know, for a balcony stateroom on a five to seven night cruise, you're going to get $100. For a balcony on 8 to 10 nights, you're getting 150, 11 to 14, 200, and 15 plus 250. If you book an inside stateroom, five to seven nights, you're getting 50 bucks, eight to 10 nights, $100. You know, it kind of goes from there. And again, you can refer to that for the exact amounts for when you actually sail. And of course, this is all subject to change. So if you're listening to this podcast two years from now, hello from the past. And, uh, you know, things may have changed by the time you've, I've said this. So keep all that in mind. But there's that free money. The other big perk is, of course, you get a the option to have. Uh, reduced deposit. So what that means essentially is you have to put less money down than if you were to go book this at home and there were no perhaps sales that are going on to give you that kind of uh, incentive. And that's kind of nice because then you can, obviously it means less money you got to put up front in order to reserve a cruise. Now on top of it, Royal Caribbean has also added another little perk. Back in the day, they would say, okay, Matt, you're booking, you're putting $100 down in your deposit we're going to give you $100 onboard credit on your upcoming cruise. Cool. Sounds good. Now Royal Caribbean has changed a little bit. And now you can actually have the option of taking the onboard credit now on your current cruise or deferring it to your that cruise you just booked in the future. It's kind of a, one of those things. Do you want your money now or do you want it later? There's certainly benefits to both. Obviously, if you do it right there at the time, well, instant gratification, my friends, because you just made you know, another 100 200 whatever dollars you, you spent. Basically... The amount that you put your deposit amount is, is how much you're going to be getting in onboard credit. So if you put $200 deposit down, even though maybe only $100 is required, you're going to get $200 onboard credit. And you have the choice of taking it now or later. I personally prefer to put it, to defer it to later. There's basically, I think for me, I just enjoy having that money waiting for me when I get on board that other cruise. I mean, the cruise I'm on, I've already kind of budgeted it. It's not like, theoretically, I'm hoping I haven't you know gone through our whole budget and really spent too much money. But, you know, I've got a plan for that kind of money. Whereas in future cruises, hey, I'm always looking for ways to save money for something I haven't paid off yet. So that's kind of my logic. You can go either way. I don't think there's really a benefit or a negative to either. It's personal preference, but something to keep in mind. Now, on top of it, you've got the open cruise bookings. So open cruise bookings, like I said, are kind of like gift certificates. You do not pick a sailing date. You do not pick a ship. And they're just out there. And you can do with them whatever you feel like. The thing with them is the amount you're going to get for onboard credit is going to be much less than the specific sailing date, as an example. And again, just check our show notes at royalcaribbeanblog.com. I'll put a link in there to give you the exact breakdowns. For a three to five night cruise, for a balcony or suite, you're going to get $75. Six to nine nights, $125. But that's bu- that's all if you're booked more than six months in advance. If you're booked less than six months in advance, 
Then your three to five night cruise on a Balconeer Suite is only going to get you fifty dollars, and six to nine nights is only get you hundred dollars. Now you may say, what about an inside or an ocean view stateroom map? Those don't count for these anymore. The open cruise program has been largely it's been taken down a couple levels in terms of what it was offering. It used to be, again, just the same as booking specific sailing, but Royal Caribbean wants you to book the, they don't want you to book a sailing. They don't want this certificate just be laying around. And often cases, I think a lot of people forget about them and the money just kind of sits out there. And to that point, the problem with the money sitting out there is I think it just doesn't go into the right area eventually in terms of spending. So they don't want that money just floating out there indefinitely. Something to keep in mind about both programs is the deposit you make is non-refundable. That means you cannot absolutely, positively, cannot get your money back for the deposit. So if you put $100 down and your cruise costs $2,000 and you decide later on, hey, I want to cancel my cruise, you can refund everything up to that $100. But keep in mind that the deposit you make with either the onboard booking for open cruise or the onboard booking for a specific cruise, that money is gone. So basically, the real caveat to all of this is you have to be certain you're going to be taking another Royal Caribbean cruise. Now, for me, that's not a big problem. You, we all were pretty much assured, my family, we're going to go on a Royal Caribbean cruise again. So it's not usually a big deal. But if you're new to cruising or you're new to Royal Caribbean, make sure that's going to be the case and you understand it. Now, another thing to keep in mind, while the open cruise bookings do not expire, the specific sailings obviously do. However, 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 you can change the booking. So let me give you an example of myself once more. It's all about me. <laughs> I I booked on my last cruise on Freedom of the Seas. We didn't have a specific family in mind we wanted to do, but I also wanted to maximize that free money I'm getting from Royal Caribbean, so I didn't want to book one of the one of the open bookings. So instead, I booked a specific sailing. I picked a random sailing in 2017. I just booked it, and my wife and I said, look, maybe we'll take that cruise, maybe we won't, but if we decide later on, you know what, we really don't want to go on that cruise anymore. We're going to go on a different cruise in 2017. Well, all we have to do is just call up our travel agent, and they'll transfer it over. No problems. It's all pretty darn easy. And so that's something that you just have to keep in mind. And it's a strategy if you're using the onboard credit with this with next cruise. Again, that's why I really try to push people towards the specific sailing date because you're, you're essentially getting more money for free, and you can always transfer it. So to me, it seems like it's a it's really a win. Now, one other thing that's probably important to understand is how travel agents work into all this. So if you're on your ship and let's say you booked your your travel with, you know, travel agency A, right? That's your travel agent that you used. By booking your cruise on, by going on your cruise on with that book, particular booking, it'll automatically be assigned back to that travel agent. So that way you don't have to worry about it. However, if you're interested in changing it up, you need to specify at that time, hey, I know I booked, you know, this current sailing with travel agency A. Can I just switch it back to being myself? If for whatever reason you want to do that, but that's something you need to keep in mind. Otherwise, they'll you don't say anything, and they're just going to automatically do it. And when you get back home, your travel agent will get a notice: Hey, Matt just booked another cruise. Here's his information, and you know that way they can load it all in there on on the travel agent side, and they can start servicing you immediately, essentially. And it's pretty good. I mean, next cruise in general is one of the best deals because a it's combinable with a lot of different promotions that are going on there. Sometimes Royal Caribbean will offer new promotions and you'd be like, "Oh, can I prom- can I combine that with, you know, my balcony discount or my shareholder discount or other discounts that are out there?" And oftentimes the answer is no, but the next cruise is usually stackable with most, in fact, I want to say all discounts I've ever seen, but a vast majority of them. So, again, it's free money. That's really what brings me back to why you should do it. If you know you're going to be taking a Royal Caribbean cruise again at some point, anytime in the future, 
then it's definitely worth investigating. I think it's probably just one of the best things you can do because it's just it's free money. Like, I don't know if I've said that enough times, but it's free money. And that's really the the real chief benefit of it. And again, the downside of it, it's non-refundable. So if you book your cruise for 2017 and then something happens, who knows? You know, you, you decide at some point you just never want to take another cruise again, whatever the case may be, you're out that money. It's never coming back. But again, you can always keep pushing that back. So that 2017 cruise I booked let's say 2017 comes around or probably gonna be 2016 and final payment is due. I can change the booking to something further out from there. And Hey, I just, I keep pushing that, kicking that can down the street, so to speak, even though I'll never get that money back. I just know at some point I'll be taking another Royal Caribbean cruise and I'll be able to apply it then. So I'm hoping that kind of explains it. And you know, Jose, you kind of asked about the changes and are they better and, and all that again for what they offer now for the specific sailings, yes, it's a great deal. It's probably the best thing you can do. You're well served to do that, especially if you're looking at an inside or an ocean view stateroom because, as I mentioned, those open bookings do not have any free money for the for the inside staterooms or the ocean view staterooms. That being said, it's, again, the specific sailing is well worth it. And you know what? Any booking is is worth it, certainly, if you're looking to kind of get that kind of value out of it. Uh, just keep in mind what you're looking for and in terms of which, you know, you're looking at specific sailing or open sailing. And then otherwise, hey, there's nothing better than picking out another Royal Caribbean cruise to take and have something to look forward to. So that way, when you get off that ship and it's the most depressing day of your life and you are just like, ugh, you're tired. <sighs> you miss already the free food. You're starting to get hungry and you're on your way back to the airport and Woe is me. My cruise is over. I have to go to work tomorrow. At least you've got another Royal Caribbean cruise to look forward to. And trust me, that silver lining is really important. I think it's really important that as often as I can, I thank all of you for supporting Royal Caribbean blog, you know, listening to the podcast, reading the blog, posting in the comments and on the message boards. You guys are amazing. Thank you all so much for helping out the podcast and the blog in general, because it's because of you that the blog is what it is today. And I'm just really happy that all of you are my friends here and we get a chance to talk Royal Caribbean every day on the blog and every week here on the podcast. So thank you all so much for being a part of it. You guys are amazing. And of course, leading me right into that sort of thought process is our iTunes reviews for this week. Every week I read the iTunes reviews that you folks leave here because it's a great way to support the podcast. And I want to say thank you by reading them because if you took the time to write them, I'll take the time to read them. And we've got two this week. First one is from BD Chili. Awesome podcast and fantastic website. Clearly Matt's years of experience with WW Today has translated into an extremely insightful 30 to 40 minutes. Subject matter is relevant, and the excitement level he has on topics is contagious. Thanks for taking time to produce this every week. By the way, I found the message board on the site to be extremely engaging, and while I'm addicted to the cruise critic board as well, this one seems to retain the personal feel and certainly isn't intimidating to the person that doesn't cruise for a living. That's Brian from Dallas. Thank you, Brian. Really appreciate that. Thank you. And we've also got a review from SLM5762. This podcast is so informative. When used along with RoyalCaribbeanBlog.com website, you become an instant cruise genius. Fun and easy to listen to with great guests, first-timer cruise or frequent cruise. I think this offers something for everyone. That's awesome. Thank you guys so much for doing that. And, of course, thank you to everybody who's been leaving reviews for literally for years now. I really appreciate it. It really goes a long way. So thank you all so much. Now, we've got actually got a voicemail to play with you. I know. Sometimes we forget. I forget. I forget to mention it, <laughs> that we have a voicemail line. But we do. You can call in and... Instead of me reading your question, we can hear you saying your question. So if you'd like to, you can leave us a voicemail. Call 408-6-ROYAL-6. That's 408 
Royal Six. And our first uh, voicemail today comes from Chad from Lexington, Kentucky. Chad, take it away. Hey, Matt. Chad Niff here from Lexington, Kentucky. Uh, was just uh, binge listening to some of your uh, podcasts and getting uh, just, uh, caught up. And I was actually listening to episode 110 about the Cozumel and uh, Belize uh, shore excursions. And one thing that I wanted to uh, mention is we actually went to Belize about a year or two ago on Navigator. And we took a, uh, a horse and buggy carriage tour because uh, it was raining that day and it wasn't really a good beach day. And he actually uh, waxed poetically, as you like to say, um, about... Uh, all the coral reefs and stuff that they have there that are, that make Belize one of the, the most popular, um, not only snorkeling, but scuba diving destinations in the world, um, and said that that is one of the reasons that they have not actually built um, any kind of a gangway or anything, you know, for the, uh, or a docking, you know, area for the ships to be able to come in. That's why they have to tender, and they have to tender so far away, is because the uh, all the reefs and all the, uh, the coral areas and everything there um, come up so high and are so, you know, are so intricate, and there's so many of them, that there's no place that they would be able to build one to be able to bring these big mega ships in. Um, so just one thing that, that uh, you know, to mention for anybody that was interested that, you know, we're going there, you know, and that were, you know, upset maybe about having the long tenders and stuff is I, I've not actually done it myself. I plan on doing it the next time that we go. Um, but it might be something, you know, worthwhile to check out. Uh, so I figured I would, uh, leave you a voicemail and, uh, say thanks again for the, the great podcast. It's, uh, it's great. Listen to it all the time. Um, keep up the Periscope videos. Those are fantastic. And, uh, and uh, just thanks for, for everything you do, buddy. Thanks, bye. Chad, awesome information, and I really appreciate you sharing that information, especially about why the tenders are so far back. You know what? After you started saying it and I was listening, I totally remembered hearing that as well, but obviously neglected to mention that in that other episode. So thank you. I really appreciate you bringing that up and, and sharing with all of us. And Belize is wonderful, and I do agree that it is great if you're into diving. Belize and Cozumel are really big on those two things right there. It's, obviously, it's not something that I do, perhaps, but... I know there are a lot of folks out there, especially if you're into, I think, more scuba diving than snorkeling. But nonetheless, boy, it's some of the best places on Earth to go check that out. So good stuff there, Chad. And thank you also for mentioning the Periscope videos that we do. If you're not familiar with Periscope, it's essentially a smartphone app for you know iPhones and Android, basically any device now, that you can watch live video streaming. And what I like to do from time to time is hop on there and talk Royal Caribbean with all of you. So if you want to follow me on there, you can. It's a free app, completely for 100%. Just go to download the app. It's called Periscope. Periscope as in like the thing a submarine has to look up and through the water. And you download it and then just follow me on there. It's the RCL blog. Same as our Twitter name, the RCL blog. I'll post a link in the show notes to our, to our Periscope so you can get a chance to check that out for yourself. It's a lot of fun. And obviously getting a chance to talk with folks like Chad and, and, uh, and everyone else in there. Boy, I love it. It just adds to the fun every week. So great stuff. Thank you, Chad. And we've also got emails to read. And if you want your email read, hey, we're here to help you. So email me, Matt, M-A-T-T, at royalcaribbeanblog.com. Our first email comes from Paul Westbrook of East Brunswick, New Jersey. Matt, I love your story when you're taking your daughter to the Windjamere for dinner. And sometimes you sneak in extra dinner. In our family, we call it dinner one and dinner two. We justify it by saying we're just going for the cruise fruit, which my youngest daughter calls the best fruit on the planet. Of course, we might eat a little bit more. On to my question. If you could create a fantasy cruise, how would you custom design your own cruise? We played this game, keeping it within reason. In other words, 
Pick your ship, number of days, how many ports, which ones, and what days are sea days. Of course, you had to think geography. You couldn't be in St. Thomas and Honolulu on the same cruise. Please have fun with it, and thanks for everything. Wow, my dream cruise. Dude, well, first of all, first first things first. Dinner one and two, I am all about that. <laughs> this is something that I started just by happenstance even before I had kids. You know, we'd have second seating dining. That's at, what, 8, 8.30 at night. You know, when 5, 6 o'clock rolls around, you're hungry. And, you know, little maybe it started out as a snack and it became dinner one, <laughs> pre-dinner. I think that's the term I've been using lately. You know, you go there and you pick out one entree and one side dish. You know, actually, I think it really started with the sushi. I remember going on Royal Caribbean ships and they had sushi on board in the jade section of the Windjammer. And I was just all about it. And so I was like, oh, free sushi. So I started eating that. And then, you know, obviously another two hours later, I'd burn off some of it and be ready for my dinner. These days, I'm trying to <laughs> not quite eat so much because it's probably not great in terms of my, you know, weight gain <laughs> for the week. Nonetheless, we enjoy it. And hey, you're on a cruise. Why not? Right? YOLO. Anyway, uh, Paul, to your answer about a custom design, my own cruise. Wow. I mean, this is a really tough question. I mean, just picking the ship is tough, but I'll go with, you know, for, for time's sake here, I will say, and I've often said that Navigator of the Seas is my favorite ship, so let's pick Navigator of the Seas out of the Northeast so I don't have to fly because I really, 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 really do not like flying. So let's take a cruise out of Bayonne, New Jersey. It's going to be on Navigator of the Seas. It's going to sail down to the Southern Caribbean. We're going to hit my favorite ports. We're going to hit Labadee first, of course. Kind of. Labadee, San Juan, St. Martin, and then I, oh, and Antigua, got to include that one. And then I want to go down, just finish out that little roundabout area of the Southern Caribbean, maybe to Antigua, Curacao, Barbados. Some of the, I've been to Barbados, but some of those I haven't. I would just love that kind of itinerary. And in my dream cruise, I probably also need a dream job that affords me like <laughs> eight weeks of vacation a year. But man, that would be living because I don't have to fly and I would be visiting some amazing ports. So that would probably be my my dream cruise right there. And of course, Navigator, these are my favorite restaurants on board. Sabor and, and Izumi. What a chops grill. What else do I need, right? <laughs> Great email, Paul. Thank you so much for sharing it. We have a next email. It's from Neil from London. Hi, Matt. Thank you for some fantastic episodes recently, which have included some interesting debates. We're taking advantage of a big ship being in the UK briefly and are booked on the repositioning transatlantic on Anthem of the Seas. Have you or any of your listeners tried Dynamic Dining Classic? We like the specialty restaurants and want to try some of both the complimentary and the other specialty restaurants. We are being encouraged to book those in advance on the cruise planner, but we also love a big table in the dining room and getting to know our table mates and staff. I can't yet see how Dynamic Dining Classic will work when people on our table first then go to different restaurants on different nights. So what happens to our waiters coming with us? Any help or advice will be greatly appreciated. Thanks again for such a great podcast. Neil, it's a great question. Of course, if you're not familiar with Dynamic Dining Classic, it's basically a new program that came out of Dynamic Dining. Dynamic Dining was this idea where, okay, we're not going to have any main dining room. We're just going to have complimentary restaurants and specialty restaurants, and guests can pick which ones they want to dine at. Just like if you went to your downtown, wherever you live, and you know there's a bunch of restaurants you can pick from to eat, same idea there. The, the problem with it, I guess, it was that a lot of people who are traditionalists preferred the atmosphere and the kind of the service you got with the main dining room. They wanted to have the same table mates and they wanted to have the same wait staff every night. So Royal Caribbean came up with Dynamic Dining Classic. And Dynamic Dining Classic is, well, it's kind of a sim- similar thing. Instead of 
you know, you just picking random restaurants and showing up there and having different table mates, different times and different staff. You have different restaurants every night, but you rotate through them at the same time with the same wait staff and theoretically the same people. And basically, now I haven't done this, Neil, so I could be wrong on this, but my understanding of it was essentially, you know, what Royal Caribbean is going to do if you get into Dynamic Dining Classic is it's going to assign you a, a rotation. You're going to be maybe be in the Grand on night one. And then night two, you're going to be going to American Icon Grill, night three, Chic, night four, Silk, and then repeat as, as necessary, right? But, and you asked about how the, and of course, for all those restaurants, you're going to have the same waiter. You you go to the restaurant that night and be like, oh, hello, Neil. Okay, here, you're at table 72 today, and you're going to have the same wait staff there and obviously your same table mates. Now, booking specialty dining is just like booking specialty dining at the main dining room. If on night three, in the, you know, on a, in a traditional dining sense, you book Chops Grill, you just don't go to, you go to Chops Grill, you're going to need a different weight staff, you're going to need a different table, maybe different table mates, who knows, but you're not going to be eating with the same people that you would be in the main dining room. Same is true here. So if you just, if you never booked any specialty restaurants, you're going to stick with what you got in terms of the complimentary restaurants, but obviously any specialty restaurants you book are in addition to, or in lieu of, the complimentary ones. I hope that makes sense there, Neil, and Obviously, if, if anyone has experience with this, if, if you've done Dynamic Dining Classic yourself, I would love to hear more about it. You can, of course, email me, matt at royalcaribbeanblog.com. I love getting those kinds of firsthand reviews. So if you've got one, I would love a little write-up about your experience with Dynamic Dining Classic, how it works, and how you liked it or didn't like it. Thank you, Neil. Moving on, we have another email, and this one is going to be coming from Robert. Right time, Matt. There have been several emails asking about what to do on a St. Kitts port stop. We've been twice. On our first stop, we took a taxi to the beach near the Marriott. After a couple hours, we walked into the Marriott and finished our day enjoying their facilities. We enjoyed the Marriott and would do it again if we wanted a relaxing beach day. Last spring, we booked a catamaran trip, booked through the Celebrity Silhouette, and had an incredible experience. It cruised along the coast of St. Kitts to Piney Beach, Nevis, where we had a barbecue lunch. The crew was awesome, and we'll do this again on our next St. Kitts stop. That's great. I love that. Perfect. I love getting firsthand recommendations about, you know, shore excursions in this case. And Robert, perfect. Love it. So if anyone's looking for a St. Kitts stop, here you go. Two great ideas for you right there. So thank you, Robert. Uh, next up, we've got an email from Chris from Cedar Hill, Texas. All right, it's Matt. Just listened to episode 108, and I had to email. Thanks for the fine work on both your podcasts. My wife and I sailed on the first cruise of Navigator of the Seas with a virtual balcony out of Galveston in January 2015. On your recommendation, we had a terrific time. I wanted to give you a tip for Sabor that would be available on other ships that have it. On the second day of the cruise, they had a guacamole demonstration. After they let you taste the guacamole, they offered a 20% off surcharge if you booked a reservation. I had already booked two nights based on your recommendation, including my anniversary night. I asked at the demonstration about the 20% discount. She said, since I booked it online, she could not reduce the surcharge, but she wrote down my cabin number and said that she would make it worth our while. The first night we were there, we had a free bottle of wine. On the other night we dined there, they were extremely busy and did not get anything special. The following night, there was a knock at the door. Sabor's manager was at the door with champagne on ice and a plate of desserts. It was great. We live in Texas, but my wife hates Tex-Mex. She loves Sabor and its authentic food. The cruise was great, but we had one other issue. I cut my hand on a loose piece of metal in the mirror above the desk. It wasn't serious, but it was uncomfortable for about two weeks. My stateroom attendant was not very helpful and maintenance replaced the entire mirror because it appeared the piece had come loose before. I took pictures and emailed Royal Caribbean from the ship. I emailed an answer about a week later from Guest Relations and responded to all their questions. I asked for credit of half my cruise fare, and they said I should have a response in two months. Three months went by, and I heard nothing. I called back, and three days later, I talked to my adjuster. 
Royal Caribbean gave me a cruise certificate for every dollar I spent on that cruise for me and my wife. Cruise, fare, food, and excursions. Needless to say, I am thrilled. I've already booked Liberty of the Seas for Super Bowl Sunday out of Galveston, and now we can do a cabin upgrade with a certificate. I hope this ex- examples of Royal Caribbean going above and beyond what is expected. Sorry about the long email. Chris, no, no apologies, please. This was wonderful. I love this. First of all, love the support tip. That's great to know. First of all, you know, the, <laughs> let's start with the most important thing. There's free guacamole. I saw this on Freedom of the Seas when I was on there in July, and they had one on Embarkation Day. They were doing a free sample. I would be lying if I said I did not stop by at least six times over there. I just kept walking by, and sometimes I'd be like, well, you know, I need to get from one side to the other ship. Let's go down to the Royal Promenade and get my free sample. It was amazing, but I love that 20% off idea. If they're offering that, it's a great thing. And, of course, on top of it, I love that customer service that they were able to take care of you there. That's a great example of what Royal Caribbean really does well and why we all cruise with them. And, of course, going along those lines, you know, getting your, your hand cut there. You know, it seems like you had to jump through a couple of hoops there in terms of, you know, dealing with those kinds of issues. But I'm glad in the end, everything got settled correctly. And boy, did they go above and beyond. I mean, when you said half the fare, I was thinking in my mind, I'll be honest, I thought, wow, that's a lot to be asking, Chris. But then they gave you the, the whole fare. That's huge. I mean, that is, wow. I mean, obviously, they took longer than they said they would. So there's a little bit of that involved. But obviously, that just shows how much they value your, your business. And my only other suggestion would have been, Chris, obviously, if something goes wrong on the ship, if you're not happy with anything, I mean, cutting your hand is a whole different issue, but if, if something is not making you happy, if, if there's an issue, I highly, highly, highly suggest you go to guest relations on the ship. Get it taken care of while you're on board. I know you sent an email and 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 kind of followed up with phone calls and stuff like that. And hey, that's great. Too. Obviously, this has worked out. But I think the worst thing you can do is not say anything during your cruise and let it propagate. Now, they replaced your, your mirror, so obviously they fixed the... The, the source of the problem and i'm not sure that honestly they would have been able to you know refund any money on board but there's something i'm just kind of throwing out there as a general guideline don't sit there and just suck it up i mean if something if you don't like something it could be something small it could be something large let them know they want to make your cruise better but they're not mind readers and you know there's so many times i'll read negative reviews about a cruise and you know they come up with all these things that, that bother them but they never said anything about it well if you don't say anything about it how are you expected to be fixed i mean some things are not obvious and so, you know, I think that's really important. And Chris, I think you hit upon some really important things there, especially Sabor, dude. So there you go. <laughs> go check it out. Chris says it's awesome, too. That's what's important there. Last email of the day is coming to us from Garrett Keating. Matt, I just listened to your listener email podcast where you read my email about our Bermuda trip on Grandeur of the Seas. You sounded a tad bit excited about the all-you-can-eat sushi at Izumi, so I figured I'd give you some more details. Oh, boy, I haven't read this email yet, but I'm just telling you right now, just between you and me, I am very excited for this email. Anyway, Garrett writes, A day or two after we got on the ship, we started seeing staff from various specialty restaurants, not just Izumi, walking around with flyers trying to sign guests up to buffets at various restaurants. It seemed like each restaurant had their own day and reservations were required. I hadn't seen this before in any other of our previous cruises, nor had I heard it mentioned in any of your discussion or posts regarding specialty dining. Later in the cruise, we went to Izumi for dinner. We had already decided upon we wanted to come back again for lunch. The host came up and asked if we'd be interested in reserving a spot to their buffet on the last sea day. He quickly said that our seven-year-old would be free. That was a mistake. He ate as much as me. (laughs) And offered a 20% discount off the $30 per person cover charge to sweeten the deal. We said yes because all you can use sushi for 24 bucks. That's what you do. It was a single seating for lunch, two hours, and the restaurant was completely packed. Interestingly, there was a fair amount of crew and staff eating there. I had always taken that as a good sign. They provided champagne when you entered, and I think that was all you can drink, but I only had one and didn't ask for any more, so I'm not sure. Other people got refills, though. 
They had a lot of their menu items on the buffet, which seemed to be more the popular sushi roll, so everything wasn't included, but it was a nice spread. They also had grilled lobster tail, which was almost as popular as the sushi. I'm not sure if this was just something unique to grandeur, or if it's standard practice, maybe there is a lower turnout, especially restaurants, or maybe it was just a way of drumming up lunch business. Either way, I got a call. I got a all-you-can-eat sushi for $24, so as far as I'm concerned, it's pretty much the best thing ever. Thanks for reading my email. You should do a Bermuda show sometime. I never hear much about that on the show, and it's by far my favorite port. Been on there on Grandeur and Explorer three times now. Garrett, dude, you're my hero. You win Listener of the Week Award if there was such a thing, and there's not. This is awesome, and I have never heard it's outside of your report. I've never read about this. I've never heard about this. I've never seen this. But all I know is I got a book Ranger of the Seas. <laughs> I got to book that. All you can eat is Zumi sushi. Are you kidding me? Wow. What a deal. And your seven-year-old, boy, you are raising your child right if, if your seven-year-old ate as much as you did. <laughs> that is awesome, Gary. Thank you so much for, for expanding upon this and kind of sharing all the information. What a great information there to, to have. And certainly anybody who loves sushi maybe as much as I do and is going in grandeur of the seas, boy, keep your eye out for that one because that's a great, great uh, really tip for, for for dining there. On top of it, uh, the other thing you mentioned was an, an episode about Bermuda. We will definitely do an episode about Bermuda. I think it's a very important topic to do because I think obviously there are a lot of cruises that go there. The cruises that go out of Bay of New Jersey will go there. So Anthem of the Seas is about to head there later uh, next summer. You've got, obviously, Grandeur of the Seas going there. And there's some other ships, maybe some transatlantic stuff there. So there's plenty of Royal Caribbean ships going to Bermuda. I've been there, so I can definitely speak about it. So we'll definitely have to do an episode about it. Thank you so much, Garrett. And thank you to everybody for the wonderful emails, voicemails, iTunes reviews, tweets, Facebook messages. You guys are all awesome. And really, I love that we get to talk Royal Caribbean every week. So thank you all for checking it out. And, of course, if you want to email me your thoughts, comments, questions, ideas about how to get all you can eat sushi <laughs> whatever is on your mind about taking a Royal Caribbean cruise I want to talk about it so email me matt m-a-t-t at royalcaribbeanblog.com matt at royalcaribbeanblog.com and of course you can follow us on Facebook we're facebook.com slash royalcaribbeanblog and on Twitter or Periscope we are the RCL blog please follow us on all of those that way you get all the Royal Caribbean goodness every week and you can be a part of it as well so thank you all so much have a great week so until next time I'm Matt Hotchberg, and we'll talk again soon.